let's talk about what's happening in Texas right now because it is a big issue. As I'm sure most of you know, Texas is experiencing the coldest weather we've had in decades right now. And on top of that, we are experiencing widespread power outages. An estimated 2 million people in Texas right now do not have power and have not had power for hours. Texas's energy capacity in the last 24 hours has dropped 30 gigawatts and 26 of those gigawatts have been lost from natural gas and other unrenewable resources. On the other hand, sources such as solar and nuclear are producing at full capacity. Texas's inability to diversify our energy portfolio is directly impacting people right now. Our governor has refused to invest in renewable energy and it is biting us in the butt right now. People are cold, people are at risk because Greg Abbott is in the pocket of big oil. How many of you guys, in your own experience with women, have learned that no means yes if you know how to stop it? Al Sharpton goes out the front door. Yes, I spoke a little Negro dialect there. I can do that when I, uh, when I want. The fuck out of here. Hey, party crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However, you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I am so very glad you did. Do us a favor, please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you be so inclined to give us a rating, please give us five stars because, you know, five stars feels a whole lot like love. And four stars. Feels like 2020. I don't know. I mean, is 2021, you know, kind of like, you know, I had a, I have a little brother, younger brother. He's not a little brother, younger brother. Shout out to my brother, David. 12 years, 12 years apart. Um, he was the planned one. Um, I was not. Anyway, so I don't have the experience of having a little brother or a younger sibling because uh, it could be a younger sister as well, not not meaning to be. Um, man, you see what happens? See what happens when you include a clip of Rush Limbaugh? Like it's just through through osmosis that the sexism just it just kind of oozes into your system. So you can have a younger sister too, but I, I never had the experience of of like a younger sibling thinking, oh well, whatever you did, I can outdo you. I can outdo you. I can be better. In this case, talking about 2021 and 2020. 2021 clearly is the is the little sibling saying, "Oh, you thought you were you were an asshole." 2020, <laughs> just you wait. This is so we are we're kind of I I feel like we're coming out of the cold apocalypse, at least here where I am in in Kansas City. Um. But there are several states, my state included, Missouri, neighboring state Kansas. We've been we've been hit hard uh, by this, and I don't know. I, here's the thing, and I think I've talked about this before on the show. That uh, of all the things that I have talked about on this platform. The area that I am least read is on the environment. And I know a few things. I mean, and, and I have to admit that um, typically I just err on the side of if a Republican is proposing an energy policy, it's probably going to suck. 
I'm talking to you, talking to you, Governor Greg Abbott, and for you, former Governor Rick Perry. Shout out to Emily and Sean, by the way. Um, Emily and Sean, so you all have heard, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if you know, there's not a, there's not enough people listening to, to care uh, to do like a, like a ranking system. But by now, I, I think if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I, I talk a lot about Emily and Sean. Um, they're in Austin. And normally, I'm mentioning them because something really cool is happening because it is Austin. Austin is still cool, right? Even though people are trying their darndest to make, <laughs> to turn to turn Austin into... Um, the strip mall where the best restaurants there are Chili's and an Outback Steakhouse. I will say this though. You could say what we want about Outback Steakhouse, but a blooming onion, man. Can you really beat the blooming onion? Is that is that uniquely American? It's probably not even uniquely American. It's probably uniquely Texan. And why I'm mentioning Emily and Sean today, unfortunately, and first of all, shout out to them. Love you guys. Hope you all are, are doing are safe. I know a lot of folks are out of power. I know that, you know, some of the folks there, uh, you know, maybe have power, but don't have water. Um, just giving, giving you all a shout out just to let you know that I'm thinking of you all. Um, but yeah, I, I probably mentioned Emily and Sean the most. Um, Susie and Charles, I think I mentioned them in the last show. Um, they're probably in a close second. And then uh, Ryan, who I don't know if I've mentioned in the show. Well, we may have I may have mentioned him the other day, but um, he and I have been geeking out a lot over who Pietro is like in WandaVision. Um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, so what? what's uniquely Texan, I'm, I'm just going to give credit to the Blooming Onion, by the way to the state of Texas. Um, but the other thing that's uniquely Texan and unfortunately for the Republic is uh, Texas is the only state in the union that is not under uh, federal regulation. Again, I am not well read on the environment. So please fact check me folks uh, on this. Um, and what we're seeing right now, I, again, I, I'll, I'll be, first of all, I, I don't even know if I even need to give caveats anymore. You all know that I don't do a whole lot of research before I come on the show. I know a little about a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I do know this, that being the only state in the union that does it, that's not subject to federal regulations... And basically, it's all kind of a private sector money grab in the state. And as you heard, um, as you heard the young man on the, um, and I think his, I, I took that from, um, someone posted it on Twitter, and they they snagged it from his TikTok account. But on tic, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know how to use TikTok. I don't get it. Um, Heidi's on TikTok. My daughter's on TikTok. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know how to use it. But this gentleman at, at TX Youth, at Texas Youth, I thought it was brilliant. Um, 
I will say this. You know, we give young people a lot of crap. And I'll get back to the environment stuff in a second. We give young people a ton of crap. And I will say this, and I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show uh, or not, but, you know, I got to tell you, these kids are resilient as hell, and I am, I'm proud of them. Now, they're, they're just certain things, though. I don't, honestly, here's the thing. I think TikTok's a little weird. Like, what was it? And she wasn't even young, right? You know who I'm talking about? The, the lady who used Gorilla Glue for her hair? Did you guys see this? She used Gorilla Glue for a hair. This is old news. This is last week. And got stuck. Obviously, everything got stuck. And she had to do have, have to have some specialists come and come and do her hair. But apparently, some morons now. Uh, and I was just see how see this is this is what happens when you play Rush Limbaugh sound. I was just crediting young people. I think they're resilient. I think they're brilliant. I think we're in good hands. And at the same time, you've got young people on TikTok who are now emulating the Gorilla Glue person because I think they see it as an opportunity to get likes, an opportunity to to be in the spotlight for a moment, and that's sad. And I, and and that's but that's not on kids. That's not on kids. That's on us because what we have shown our kids is that in order to get noticed. You've got to do something to stand out. You've got to be famous. I mean, think about it. So I've got a 19-year-old. I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, right now, I think a lot of my listeners are, you know, either, you know, have, you know, kids in their 20s uh, or teens uh, or, you know, themselves that recently were young people themselves. But think about in our lifetimes, as parents or as older adult older adults i'm considering look if you're 40 at this point i don't know how to tell you this you're an older adult i know that sucks okay but my daughter reminded me the other day that i'm an old man she's like hey you're an old man and you should qualify for the vaccine and i'm like i'm 50 okay but in our lifetimes think about this in our lifetimes we've had an actor for a president, we have seen an action hero, former bodybuilder, not just of any bodybuilder. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the quintessential bodybuilder, male bodybuilder, an action star, be elected as governor of the state of California. For the love of God, Jesse the Body Ventura. First of all, how how did we allow Jesse the Body Ventura to go? From being a, he was a wrestling star, but he wasn't like the star. He wasn't like Hulk Hogan, right? So how do we allow Jesse the Body Ventura to go from being kind of the B-list wrestling star to being an action hero to then becoming the governor of the of the great state of, of Minnesota? You know who else is on that list of, of people that I shout out? Mick and Denise. Here's a fun fact for some of you who are listening to the show. Mick and Denise are the proud parents of um, Emily. 
and the in-laws to Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their family. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. We, we, we've seen Jesse the body become, go from wrestler to acting star to governor. <sighs> Guys, we, we elected, it, I mean, I'm using air quotes. A reality star, fake billionaire as president. And we wonder why. We wonder why our kids take to TikTok. Why our kids look for that kind of validation. Because everything we've shown them. Everything we've shown them. And kids... Now, young people, some young people are, are designing these apps, but they're not kids. Our kids aren't designing these apps, okay? And I know I'm sounding like an old person, and I get it. I'm 50 now. I get I get the letters. I Look, it doesn't matter how they try to spin it, okay? ARP. I'm talking to you, ARP. I get it. I'm old. Please just, you know, I feel like I get as many letters from ARP as I used to get in college from the, uh, let me ask you, how many, now you have to be of a certain age, how many of you belong to the Columbia Record Club? You know, where they give you like, uh, it's for me, I started with tapes. And I feel like those people would hunt you down. You get like 14 tapes for a cent and then every, every additional tape and then ultimately CD was like $27. <laughs> It's a total ripoff. But back to the environment. Shout out to young people, by the way. Shout out at Texas Youth. If you're on TikTok, follow him at Texas Youth. Brilliant kid. So because the 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 state of Texas is not subject to federal regulations, it's 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 literally the wild, wild west. And so we've got over two million people right now still uh, as a press time without power. We've got, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of folks probably without water. And God, Texas, I am so sorry. I really am. I, I feel I feel for you. I feel for the fact that you, A, it wasn't, I mean, you had Rick Perry, right? I was going to play the clip uh, of Rick Perry from the 2011 presidential debate where he was like, there are three programs I'm going to get rid of. And he was going to get rid of commerce, education, and he couldn't remember the third one. And all these folks were sitting here trying to help him, right? And I'm still thinking, like, can you imagine if Obama couldn't remember part of his um, his political platform? What would have happened to him? But Rick Perry is bad enough, right? Um, for what it's worth, Rick Perry and I, Emily and Sean, I would be interested in, in getting your take, even though I, I'm sure... Uh, I, I'm pretty sure where, where you would stand on this. It sounds to me, according to Rick Perry, that that Texans would rather freeze to death, not have water, let their food go bad um, for the next two to three days, as opposed to having federal regulators ensuring that everyone got the energy that they needed. That's Rick Perry, right? But for what it's worth, when he was done being governor, he was the secretary of energy for the former president. So it's bad enough that you have Rick Perry. And I am not intending to 
this to be a Texas episode, but when I think about all that that's happening with the cold apocalypse, and you 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 intersect that with um, just our failure as a country uh, to embrace new energy, like to fully embrace new energy, and I know the President Biden, um, you know, like he he's looking to become like a net for us to become a net zero country. Um, and by 2050, don't ask me what that means. I just know it's supposed to be good because he's a Democrat. I, I, I don't know anything else about it, but it sounds cool. And he, he's with the Paris Accords uh, again. Not he, but we as America, we're back with the Paris Accords again. I've got to get to Paris. I don't and I don't know when they're going to accept us. Right. So uh, Paris has the um, the Olympics, I believe, in 2024. So, uh, yeah, I need to make a, I need to make a plan and I need to get unfat by the way. Um, COVID man has wrecked havoc on my, my exercise and my diet. And, uh, I cannot go to Paris as the typical American, right? So I, I need to, I need to get in shape, but so we're doing all this good stuff. So it's bad enough that you have Rick Perry, right? And it's bad enough. So, that, but then you start importing. Man, I when I when I publish this, I I'm gonna be on the fence as to whether or not I can say this is a clean episode or an explicit episode. But man, you're bringing in the quintessential Florida man, uh, Alan West, to lead the GOP, right? So, just know, even if you're not a Republican, just know. That of the two of the dominant party in your state in the state of Texas is run by the biggest moron in politics, Alan West. So it's bad enough that you've got those two. But man, is there any worse governor? Be don't say anything, Missouri. Don't 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 ruin the bit. Okay, we get it. Mike Parsons is terrible. We get it. He sucks. Um. But Greg Abbott, is there a worse governor than Greg Abbott? Because if there is, man, please show me what's behind door number one, okay? This guy gets on television, what, two days ago? And blames, and I can't remember if he was on, uh, was it, uh, it was Hannity. It was on Sean Hannity. And uh, he gets on there basically blaming the power outages on new energy, on green energy. And that the Green New Deal, he says, would be the absolute worst thing to happen for the state of Texas. And what you heard from Texas youth was uh, actually not only is that false, it is like utterly and completely false. And in fact... All the green energy is running at at capacity right now. So I don't know what Governor Abbott's thinking. I know I know who he's not thinking about. He's not thinking about the people of the great state of Texas. And I apologize um, for the rest of you. You know who else is kind? First of all, can I just got to say that I am super excited to have so many things to complain about. This is fantastic. Uh, I got to tell you 
who's who else is rising up my list i mean yeah we're we're in a flyover state so it's almost like our government i hate to say it i i live in a flyover state i live in a in a, in a city in a flyover state and i love my city i love kansas city i mean i feel like i talk about it all the time but no one's thinking about our governors okay very low profile there's not much that mike parsons can do to make the national news the legislature however um passed i don't know if you saw this but uh, the missouri legislature in their first week uh of session they passed um they passed a resolution basically saying that you don't have to wear masks and then the, by the end of that week uh like i feel like half of the members had contracted covid something ridiculous it's fake news but i don't care because no one's really paying attention to that stuff um but we're we're flyover state but i gotta tell you governor gavin newsom for my california people out there i had i had such high hopes for gavin newsom but look man you can't tell people to stay home you can't tell people to to shelter in place quarantine in place and then you do the french laundry just saying uh it's a bad look i hope things step up for him because i have high hopes for him in or i had high hopes for him in the uh, democratic party looking into 2028 uh, and maybe there'll be time for him to bounce back but yeah not a good luck so it's not just it's not just republican governors who are screwing the pooch here it's uh it's democrats but yeah greg abbott not doing the people of texas any favors um and i don't think there's a real recognition of just how bad this is like going without power in normal weather circumstances presents major sustained power outages presents serious public health challenges okay for when you start talking about power outages of three four five hours you're talking about especially if it's hot no air conditioning um even if it's not hot you've got food going bad you've got uh people who you know can't get in out granted hospitals and things like that have backup power and things of that nature but uh it presents some serious challenges and sub sub free it's not even sub freezing because freezing is 32 degrees so now we're talking sub multiple sub zero temperature days uh people without um heat electricity um it's either you're you're damned if you do damned if you don't uh if you run the water even if you leave it dripping you have huge populations like like houston like dallas uh you you lose your water supply if you don't run the water your pipes freeze and now you've got a problem um all i'm saying is is that we have to rethink energy and people like me included have to really begin to reimagine how we do energy i think texas is a perfect example of what happens when you put um you know profit over people and um we're just gonna have to do it we have to do better we have to do better and you know this whole this what the this ideology I haven't even talked about Dan Crenshaw. You've probably seen him. You've seen him, the guy with the eye patch. I will I will admit, he he owns the eye patch thing. 
And if he were a Democrat, I'd be like, oh, he's so badass. But since he's a Republican, I hate his guts. Because that's the rules, right? I can't like a Republican. Can you, listen, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a real question right now. Is it possible to vote Republican right now, considering they're the, they're the party of, of Trump? Is that, is that even a thing? Can you, can you vote for a Republican? And I'm asking like Republicans. I'm asking Republicans, can you do it? Can you actually do it and not uh, be a supporter of, of Trump and the Trump mindset? That's a, it's, a, it's a question. Put it in the parking lot. I mean, it's kind of rhetorical, but not really. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know. Um, but yeah, he, he, yeah, Dan Crenshaw owns the, the eye patch thing. He's kind of like, uh, if Nick Fury were <laughs> white and, um, like hardly trying to cover up being racist. Um, Speaking of barely trying to cover up being racist, um, the big news of today, today is Wednesday, February uh, 17th, Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh went off to that big conservative talk show in the sky uh, today. And, uh, you know, it's interesting I've heard from a lot of people. Um, shout out, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe Thompson, um, smoking Joe, as I like to call him. Um, he texts me uh, today to remind me of the irony that Rush Limbaugh's passing also happened to coincide with uh, Huey Newton's birthday. It's kind of fitting, uh, but I've seen lots of of, of subtext and tweets today. And uh, regarding Rush Limbaugh, and and it, it, it's a it's a it's an uncomfortable situation, um, because you know when someone's life ends, I mean that's a somber, typically typically a somber uh, occasion. But I have to be honest here; I'm not at all sad, and that is the. As Ryan would say, that is the mild salsa of what I'm really feeling. Okay. Um, the, here's the issue. Here, here's the, the reason why I'm mentioning Rush Limbaugh because I read a, a few articles tonight, and let me back up. That's not true. I did not read a few full articles. I read the New York Times article all the way through. One of the articles. Uh, and I read several others where I read the first couple paragraphs and was looking for how Rush Limbaugh was described. And almost all of them subscribed him as a conservative talk show host, which doesn't do him justice. He was the Howard Stern of conservative radio. Make no mistake about it. Whatever we think about Rush Limbaugh as a human being, his legacy on talk, not just talk radio, but I, I honestly, I don't think that long form, solo, um, you know, podcast, um, 
would be a thing were it not for Rush Limbaugh and and Howard Stern. Uh, if you now, I know I, I'm this is recency bias, and so for those of you who are, who are around in the golden age of radio, which I would, by the way, I would say that podcasting is the is the second golden age of radio. And um, shout out to uh, Bomani Jones, the right time with Bomani Jones. Um, it's a podcast on ESPN, and Bomani is a fantastic writer. Um, I believe he's recently written. He's an excellent writer. Uh, I think he recently wrote something for Vanity Fair. I think just a few months ago. Uh, but Bomani obviously writes for ESPN and, and is a contributor on ESPN. Uh, but he said something that was so profound, and he, you know, and his podcast is fantastic. It's the right time, but with Bomani, with Bomani Jones, you can find it on. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, highly recommend it. Um, but he he mentioned he's like you know he was he mentioned he was talking with a friend of his. He's like you know, we in this generation we are our great grandparents. We sit around and we create content and we consume content by listening. We it's like we're it's it, listening to podcasts is like listening to the radio. Um, but, and so I, I get that I, you know, having some recency bias, but Rush Limbaugh was one of the best to ever do it. And what sucks about him being one of the best to ever do it is when being billed as a conservative talk show host, I don't consider racism, sexism, misogyny, um, xenophobia, that isn't conservative. That's racist. That's sexist. It's homophobic. It's xenophobic. It's misogynistic. And I, the danger is in what, what Rush Limbaugh did was he normalized those things and, and it gets packaged as conservatism. And it's like how, and, and conservatism, and, well, not just conservatism, but our politics have become unto as untouchable as our faith. And I would say for, for conser especially for conservatives, more likely for conservatives, that their politics and their faith are two sides of the same coin and you can't critique those. So it's like, oh, you can't, you, you don't like my politics, so you call me racist. And I would say, I don't like your racist politics. So I call you racist. I don't like your sexist politics. So I call you sexist. I don't like your misogynistic politics. So I called you a misogynist. But conservative has become not an umbrella, but a shield. And how dare you question, not it's not questioning. I don't question whether or not Rush Limbaugh was a racist. Rush Limbaugh was a practitioner of racism, right? And I will say that what I just said was intentional. What I said was intentional. I don't think it does anyone any good to call someone a racist, even though I just spent five minutes talking about how you call someone racist. Because as, as uh, Ibram X. Kendi, um, How to Become an Anti-Racist, Read that book, please. Stamped from the beginning. Read that book as well. Ibram X. Kendi. 
Um, I know that it's not. I know that it's not the spring and summer of 2020 anymore. And we feel like that time has passed. That time has not passed. Keep reading. Keep studying. But what he talks about is that anybody, and this includes me, at any given moment can swing from being, from practicing anti-racism to practicing racism. Right. I would say that Rush Limbaugh spent a majority of his epic career in radio practicing racism. Not saying intentionally. I'm just saying he was practicing racism because usually when we are practicing anti-racism, we may not even be aware. When we're practicing racism, we may not be aware. Um, but he built up such a brand that he's like, oh, no, that's not racist. It's just conservative. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, as we, as we say goodbye to him, um, the, the, the sad part is that the racism and the sexism and the xenophobia and the homophobia and just the, the, the ugliness, the ugliness of his dialogue. Um, that's not going anywhere. We're going to have to do the work to get rid of it. Um, but at the same time, I, I give him credit where credit is due. He was great at what he did. And I would not be making podcasts because I don't think there would be other people making podcasts were it not for the Howard Stearns. And please, for what it's worth, I am not comparing Howard Stern to Rush Limbaugh, except the magnitude and the impact that they've had on the medium, which is radio. And I would say they were truly the 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 two of the the um, founders of of modern day podcasting. Bill Simmons, I'd have to put on that list. Um as well and i get it you're like oh there's three men there are three men you named um so i yeah i'm gonna own that and i'm gonna work on that um but yeah rush limbaugh age of 70 um real quick um joe did share share with me i hope it's okay joe i should have checked with you joe on this but joe's aunt joe's family his his mom um Grew up in, 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 in Cape Girarda. And uh, his aunt, his aunt uh, went to high school with Rush, was Rush Limbaugh's debate partner. And apparently this is who he's always been. He was the same, same Rush Limbaugh that you heard on the radio for 30 years was the same Rush Limbaugh from high school. Apparently he asked her to homecoming. Did I get that right, Joe? Asked her to homecoming and she... Apparently, her story is that she laughed at him and was like, a, and that's a hard no. She she turned him down. So, Thompson family um, in good standing, standing up to the Limbaugh's. Uh, I think his grandmother stopped playing bridge with Rush's mom um, because of his ridiculousness. Uh, I'm probably embellishing there. But uh, shout out to shout out to the Thompson family. Um, and, uh, really shout out to all of you. So look, I don't know where you are right now. I'm hoping that wherever you are, you're safe, you're warm. And, uh, 
we're going to get through this mess. We're going to get through it. Um, I'm just talking about the, the cold apocalypse. I have no, I, I don't have any good prognosis for us right now in COVID. Apparently we'll get, we'll get out of COVID at this rate uh, sometime in 2022. If we're lucky. Um, so way to end the show, Jerry, on a, on a high note. But hey, here's what I would love. Here's what I would love for you to do. Wherever you are, stay safe, stay warm. And keep being good to yourself and good to each other. And um, we're going to catch you on the flip side of the uh, of the uninvited. Thanks for sticking around. I, I totally unscripted. Uh, thanks for embellishing me um, in this episode. And uh, we'll catch you all again here in a, in a couple days. Until the next time. Peace. I want to address something. I know that people are probably watching this who never have listened to my program and may not even really know what conservatism is. They think they do based on how they've been told, the way we've been impugned and maligned and so forth. One of the things that is totally erroneous about me, and I just want to get this up front, is that I'm pompous. And and that I am arrogant. Neither of these things are remotely true. I can tell you a joke to illustrate this. Larry King passed away, goes to heaven. He's greeted by St. Peter at the gates. St. Peter says, welcome, Mr. King. It's great to have you here. I want to show you around, give you an idea of what's here. Maybe you can pick a place that you'd like to reside. King says, I just have one question. Is Rush Limbaugh here? No, 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 no. He's uh, got a lot of time yet, Mr. King. So St. Peter begins the tour. Larry King sees the various places, and they're just beyond anything we can imagine in terms of beauty. Finally gets to the biggest room of all with this giant throne. And over the throne is a flashing, beautiful, angelic neon sign that says Rush Limbaugh. And Larry King looks at St. Peter and says, I thought you said he wasn't here. He's not. He's not. This is God's room. He just thinks he's Rush Limbaugh. A man will soon forget